and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and I am your host uh, for today. Uh, tomorrow we will have Jeremiah with us, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but for today, uh, we are actually going to do two episodes back to back because last uh, yesterday got a little, a little crazy for me and uh, I did not follow my own uh, advice of carving out time during my day to uh, sit down and read the Bible. So I, uh, I got, the day got uh, a little, a little crazy. I uh, had people over my house trying to fix some stuff and I had a basketball game to get to and, uh, you know, uh, full disclosure, I didn't take a shower until four o'clock in the afternoon. So it was a little crazy. So uh, if there's anything, we're going to be real with you. If that's something, you know, you know, you know, you're going to get from us, especially for me. So, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do then back to back, uh, in this episode. So it's actually going to be 18.4 and 18.5 that we're going to do today. So, uh, so since we've got two chapters to dive into, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, just go ahead and start us out in prayer, um, just to get us, you know, get us in the right frame of mind and, uh, get our hearts, uh, in the right place. So, um, let's go ahead and pray. <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, we are so grateful and we're so thankful to you. Um, we are grateful for all that you provide for us, all you have provided, all you are providing, and all that you will provide. Uh, you always take care of us, and um, it's not in our time, it's in your time, and it's always in your will. So uh, we are just eternally grateful and thankful. We are also thankful mostly for the gift of your Son, Jesus, your only Son, whose only purpose on this earth was to uh, preach the good word, preach to us about love and forgiveness, and uh, but also uh, for him to shed his blood on the cross for us. Uh, it was his perfect and spotless blood that uh, covers all of our sins, and we're so thankful for that. And Lord, we are also thankful for those that are out there who took the time out of their day to uh, open up their Bibles and read one more chapter of your story. So we're just so thankful that you gave that to us and uh, allow us to get to know you uh, better and better. So empty us of the world, of ourselves, uh, clear our minds and our hearts and um, make a path for what it is that you want us to um, learn today from these two chapters. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right, so uh, we are uh, first episode 18.4, and we are reading chapter 21. It is the last book of John, and uh, we have now read through the first four books of the New Testament. So congratulations, you. Uh, it's paying off. I mean, I mean... It's always paid off, obviously, to read your Bible, but you feel like you're accomplishing something, you know, and, uh, you know, four, four books of the Bible is, is huge in my book. So uh, anyway, um, so let's go ahead and begin. So today is uh, 21 epilogue. Jesus appears to seven disciples. <clears throat> Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon, Peter, Thomas, 
nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of, of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing at all, all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. <clears throat> then he said, throw out your net on the right hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to, sh to the shore, for they, were, for they were only about 100 yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring us some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would, he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that the disciple wouldn't die, that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. So uh, let's go back and 
Later, Jesus appeared to his disciples at the Sea of Galilee, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, is exactly where he started with them from the beginning. So it's kind of interesting he's going back there. And Peter, out of the blue, says, I'm going fishing. And so, you know, I don't know if he was just trying to start his business back up or try to recoup some, you know, I don't know, income that he missed out in the last three years. I have no idea. Uh, and they all said, yeah, we'll come too. Uh, but they didn't catch anything. And then Jesus shows up and he says, fellows, which down at the bottom, there's a little note saying children. So he's speaking to his children. He says, children, have you caught any fish? No. And he says, well, throw your net out on the right side of the boat. And they did. And they caught many fish. And then Jesus, uh, then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, of course, he's refer John is referring to himself again. Uh, it's the Lord. And so Peter jumps out of the boat with his tunic and he goes walking, you know, a hundred yards, I think. The others stayed with them, pulled the boat ashore, for they were only about a hundred. So yeah, the boat was out there a hundred yards, I think. And so, which is the size of a football field. And so um, when they got to the shore, they found breakfast waiting for them, fishing. The fish was cooking over a charcoal fire and uh, some bread was there. So to me, this is showing that Jesus is still uh, serving. He's still doing what he came to this earth to do, was to serve us. And so, uh, and he's trying to still set, I think, that uh, example of being a servant. You know, he's telling them, you know, throw your net on the other side and uh, come on and eat. You know, here's, here's a whole spread of food for you. You know, come on and eat. Uh, and it says, then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. Now, I find this interesting because when you go into the next section, he asks Peter three times, uh, do you love me? And so I wonder if that's kind of in conjunction with the fact that this was the third time. You know, that's one of those numbers that shows up in the Bible. Um, so Jesus asks him, you know, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And, he, and Peter says, yes. And so at that moment, uh, that moment, he says, then feed my lambs. The second time he says, uh, then take care of my sheep. So First time says, feed my lambs. Second time, take care of my sheep. And then the third time he asks Peter, he says, then feed my sheep. So I'm not sure what, you know, Jesus says things specifically and in order and for a reason. And I'm not exactly sure. Probably somebody is a little more uh, uh, scholarly, uh, a little more, you know, educated on this. I, I, I'm just taking note that this is something that, that Jesus is specifically changing his verbiage for a reason. So if anybody out there who does know the answer to that, uh, feel free to, uh, uh, to email us uh, and let us know, or you can make uh, a comment on our Facebook page. Uh, so anyway, and then it goes into the next section where... Um, uh, Jesus is telling Peter how he's going to die. And he says, you will stretch out your hands 
and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Now, there's a little note down here. Uh, uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. 18. Some manuscripts read, and another one. Oh, and others, or and another one. Oh, so you and another one will, uh, will dress... Okay, I'm sorry. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and others or other another person, another one will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. So uh, he's referring to uh, Peter being uh, crucified, I believe, because that's how he dies. And Peter doesn't want to be crucified right side up. He wants to be crucified upside down because he wants to give honor to Jesus. He doesn't want to take away from how Jesus died, is what I understand. Uh, and then Peter turned around, saw behind them a disciple who Jesus loved. The second time he's making it known. Uh, the one that leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, um, Lord, who will betray you? And so Peter's like, well, what about him? How's he going to die? You know, like, when's he going to die? And so Jesus is like, you know what? That's not for your business. You know, he's like, you just worry about you and what you have to do and what I want you to do. I think what he's saying here is to be the leader of the church, you know, take over where I've left off, I think. And then uh, people, you know, he's saying that uh, people were saying there was a rumor that this disciple wouldn't die, but that's not it at all. Uh, it's just about, you know, it's up to Jesus. You know, if he wants him to remain alive, he's going to remain alive. You know, you just worry about you, worry about yourself. And then it says, uh, this disciple, John, is the one who testifies these events and has recorded them here, and it is accurate. So he's just making sure that everybody knows that he did a good job, and he's that's the way I look at it. And he wants to make sure everybody knows that it's accurate. Uh, so that's it for uh, John chapter 21. And now we're going to go into the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, so again, we have a little... I'm trying to keep this under 30 minutes if I can. Um... So the author is Luke, he's a physician, and the purpose is to record the birth and growth of the church. Um, and the theme is about the Holy uh, Spirit coming in and the growth of the church and the, uh, the work of Peter and Paul. So, uh, and you can read this, the rest of this overview, you know, just like I'm, I have right here. So, all right. So, this is episode 18.5, and we are chapter 1 of Acts. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be uh, baptized with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the Ascension of Jesus. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel? And restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, 
and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Matthias replaces Judas. Then the apostles return to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. During this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling head first there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestine. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Akeldama, which means field of blood. Peter continued, this was written in the book of Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate with no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus's resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in the ministry. For he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. All right, so, um, so I underlined uh, verse 3. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. So we know this. We know that uh, Jesus was uh, with us, with them for 40 days, after he had been crucified and he was resurrected. Um, and he spoke to them about the kingdom of God, but he also makes it very clear to them that before you go out to do your ministry, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you, John baptized me with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our like guide. 
you know, it's our, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know. You just, when you get the Holy Spirit in you, you just, you just know, you know, you know, and you have them in your heart and you know that, you know, you have to kind of listen and, and it's kind of like your conscience, I guess, just kind of speaking to you. And so then, um, the ascension of Jesus, uh, the apostles again are asking about how Israel is going to be restored. And, um, Jesus tells them only, only the father knows this information. It's not for you to know. And you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere. And, you know, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So I think that's one of the reasons why we have so many minis, um, missions out there. Is, you know, we're trying to get the word out to every corner of the earth. And then we go into um, how Jesus was taken up into the cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. There were two white-robed men, which we don't, I don't know who they are. Uh, could be Moses, maybe Elijah. Um, and they say, men of Galilee, why are you standing there staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way, uh, you saw him go. So, you know, we, if you read in Revelations, I believe it says he comes, you know, riding on a cloud, uh, which to me is, you know, just be nice to see that one of these days. <laughs> And then uh, Matthias replaces Judas. Now, interesting enough, uh, obviously we know that Luke is a doctor, and he mentions in here how, well, first of all, it says the scriptures have to be fulfilled concerning Judas, uh, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit through King David. But then uh, Luke goes on, it's kind of graphic here. He's like, I thought that Judas hung himself. Uh, but here it says, falling head first, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. It's kind of graphic. Uh, the news of his death spread, and of course they named the field the field of blood. And then um, he says we need to uh, fill that position. Uh, so they, uh, you know, they're going to choose a new replacement. And uh, it has to be somebody who has been there from the very beginning, who saw and believes that Jesus is the Messiah and said, you know, who he says he was. From the time, Judah, from the time Jesus was uh, baptized until the day he was taken from us. Uh, we, whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So he has to be a believer. And of course, they prayed about it. They cast lots and they chose Matthias. So, all right, so that brings us uh, right up to where we're supposed to be. Tomorrow uh, is uh, episode 19.1, and like I said, uh, Jeremiah will be joining us tomorrow. Thank God. Uh, we'll have a little bit of uh, fellowship, and uh, we'll chit-chat, and uh, just do what we do, you know, just enjoy uh, speaking to each other. So, uh, so uh, but... Before we uh, close out, uh, I always give you the opportunity to, um, if you haven't made that choice for Jesus uh, and you uh, feel like you're being led to do that right now, I will lead you in the prayer. And uh, fellow believers, if you want to uh, reaffirm your belief, uh, feel free to say the prayer with us. Uh, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
Today, I put my trust in you. I am not perfect, and no, I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the kingdom of heaven, the, the family of God. Uh, this is a huge, huge celebration and uh, having one more in the sheepfold is what Jesus wants. You know, he says, take care of my sheep. And so, um, you know, everybody uh, who is a believer is, is I believe, uh, somebody out there needs to hear it. You need to, you know, spread the good news. So, so I encourage you, uh, Jeremiah encourages you to uh, get to a church. Uh, if you can't feel, if you don't feel comfortable going into a church right now, uh, find one online uh, and uh, get involved and become, uh, you know, somebody who's working for a ministry. Uh, maybe you can volunteer, you can start your own ministry. Um, Get into a small group. You can use this as a way to uh, to lead a, a small group if you wanted to, and uh, and just you know spread the word. So that's it for today. Uh, it's been uh, as always. It's been a bit of a challenge. I had a few things that were keeping me from getting this done today. As always, you know. You know, the enemy has a way of trying to stop you from getting stuff done. But uh, I prayed over this and I, you know, I, God led me right to this moment. And uh, God is so good and he's so faithful. And, uh, you know, when you're doing something for him, uh, he's not going to stop you. And the enemy can't get in your way. So I am thankful that I was able to uh, finish out both of these episodes back to back and, uh, um, I apologize that, uh, again, yesterday was just a crazy day. So. so tomorrow we will see you with Jeremiah. Until then, God bless you. Have a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is. And we will see you tomorrow. So God bless you. Bye.